Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn Cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back, and we're live. Now, how do I prove I'm live? Uh, I guess uh, I can take a test, maybe an EKG, but I am live, and I apologize uh, for being uh, a rerun last week. I had a little issue with a root canal, and I just didn't think I could articulate uh, very well Saturday morning last week, so we, we, we put a rerun on. I, I apologize to you that uh, those of you that didn't realize it was a rerun, it was kind of a last-minute thing, but uh, uh, there wasn't much else we could do. You know, I could just come and, and, and drool on the air, but I can't do that. So here I am, and I'm good. Uh, got a great dentist, uh, endodontist, I guess they call him, and did a really good job, and I'm 100% now. So good to be back, and uh, we welcome all you new listeners, especially all you old listeners. Uh, thanks for being there. Uh, the folks that uh, call the uh, station and come in on Facebook and YouTube, uh, thank you very much. You're so important uh, to our show. The call-ins, the new callers, the regular callers, very, very important. And I also don't talk enough about the people that just listen. I mean, I'm, I'm a listener. I've li- I listen to talk shows. Uh, I don't think I've ever called a talk show. I, if I did, I didn't get through to the, uh, to the person that I was trying to call. But um, very percentage-wise, uh, there are not a lot of callers. First of all, it's scary to be live on radio. I mean, when Nancy Stewart, my co-host, and I, uh, first started the show, we were both pretty nervous about it. It was the idea of thousands and thousands or tens of thousands of people out there in radio land. Uh, you just, it's kind of like the idea of standing up uh, in a huge auditorium or something, you know, or singing the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl. It's just kind of scary. Uh, but you get used to it really quickly, and we are. I think we're uh, maybe too relaxed in this show. But uh, we have fun, and that's the key. Uh, if you can have fun, you don't get nervous. And we do have a lot of fun, and we enjoy uh, helping you folks uh, uh, how to buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer. I mean, we've been doing it for 20 years, and it's important today as it was 20 years ago. You'd think there'd be a lot more progress with the regulations and the control of the way cars are sold, but there's just a little bit better, not a whole lot better. Uh, but the people that listen and don't call in, I hear, I hear from occasionally they'll call me off the air. And I had, a, you know, I had a, a man call me yesterday, and he said he'd been listening to us for, since we went on the air 20 years ago. Wow. I mean, that is really cool, and uh, it really makes us feel good to know that we have regular listeners like you. And I also have to remember that I guess out of, if, if, 
out of every, what, 100 or 1,000 listeners, only, you know, a few call in. I mean, just a small percentage. So every time we get a call, live call, I'm thinking of the thousands of people that are listening. And uh, your calls are extremely important. And I'm going to give that number out. And Nancy and, and Rick, uh, who is our certified diagnostic master technician, he has all the answers that you may have about your very complicated car. And cars are far more complicated today than they ever were. And uh, they're more difficult to understand. I mean, you, know, you buy a car today, I promise you, when you drive it home, 25 or 30 percent of the bells and whistles you don't even know about. I mean, you you got buttons and levers, and uh, you got you you have a far more capacity for technology on the car than you understand. Uh, what's that all about? Well, you do two things: either cut down on that, cut down on the cost of the car, or at least educate you when you buy the car to know what you have and how to use it. But they car dealers don't do that, and so. Uh, if you're confused, just call us at 877-960-9960. If you've got an issue with your car, uh, you know, Bluetooth, if there's, one, if there's one thing that creates more problems uh, is the infamous Bluetooth. I mean, actually, it's an amazing device, an amazing technology. I can't imagine where we would be today without Bluetooth, but let me tell you, when you have to uh, pair the Bluetooth with all the different makes of cars and models of cars and the types of devices that respond to the Bluetooth, you're in Trouble City. You're right there in Trouble City. And it's a problem. And a lot of car dealers can't help you either. Rick can help you on that. And he can help you on any other technical problem you have. Just call us at 877-960-9960. And as I say that, I look over at my lovely wife, Nancy, and she's got a laptop in front of her. And when the calls come through, she sees it before anybody does, and she starts waving and, and uh, throwing spitballs at me or anything to get me to shut up or whoever's yakking, and we give total priority. We take the calls as soon as they come in, or at least we try to. We make a really uh, good effort to, to get your calls taken care of. We've only got like, like five lines coming into the studio here in North Palm Beach, Florida, and they light up pretty quick, and then when they light up, you're waiting, and you're waiting. How long will you wait? So uh, we know that the texting number, and I'm going to give that to you in a second, or we all, you can also get to us on YouTube or Facebook. All these ways to get to us, they kind of stack up and archive, and we can get them later. I mean, if you text us right now, we, we can get to the text in five minutes or an hour. We're on the air, by the way, from 8 a.m. Eastern Time until 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we got a long time to catch up on the text, catch up on the YouTubes and the Facebooks, but not the telephone. So if you call us at 877-960-9960, Nancy will stop everybody and we'll go right to your call. And if you're waiting, wait, because we, we try to limit the, uh, the time on the call to a reasonable amount of time. Obviously a super interesting, uh, very, very worthwhile subject is one thing. But if it's just a, a chit-chat, we can limit the chit-chat, and we will do that. 877-960-9960. Now, getting back to today and what life is all about in the world of buying and leasing cars, uh, I have been predicting things were going to get better for two years, 
maybe two and a half years. I figure when COVID was through and essentially COVID is behind us, I think I thought things would be different. Supply chain crisis, the microchip crisis. There have been so many things. Uh, electric vehicle revolution. All this kind of happened during the whole COVID thing. So uh, it's just a crazy time. Uh, uh, used cars. You would think they'd have a different place, uh, but they don't. Uh, it's crazy, crazyville with buying used cars. Uh, uh, it, it's amazing that the dealers are having to pay so much for used cars at auctions. They are literally sometimes paying the same price that you should have to pay retail. So the dealers are out there desperate for used cars to put on the used car lot so they can stay in business in the used car business. And to get the cars to stock the lot, they have to pay retail. And guess what? That means when you come in, you're paying retail plus. That's not a good idea. So it's, uh, it's a, a minefield in used cars. It's a minefield in new cars. We can help you, and that's what we're here for. Um, uh, I, have we got any text or anything mounting up here that we could get, get to? Let, let, me, uh, let, let me get Nancy first. I, I want to be sure that Nancy explains to the female listeners what special offer we have for the ladies in the audience. We are now up almost to 50-50 lady callers, thanks to Nancy. She has a very special offer if you haven't called the show before, and she'll explain that to you. But we're, we're coming in, driving into the, uh, the uh, radio station this morning, and Nancy said, what would happen if all we had were female callers today? And, you know, I, I had to think a minute, but, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that would have been a joke. But it could, it could happen. We have so many amazing women out there that have begun to watch the show and spread the word with their friends that we're getting a huge number of lady callers. So if you're a lady, uh, you're not all by yourself now. If you call the show, we do have a lot of calls, and Nancy will tell you why that is. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. Well, we have a great show lined up, very exciting. Uh, we have... Uh, $50 for the first two new lady callers. The first two new lady callers. And ladies, uh, we now drive the world economy and we play a big part in the auto industry. And for the dealers not to recognize that is financial disaster. For you this morning, $50 for the first two new lady callers. That's $50 for the first two new lady callers. Uh, any question at all, you know, maybe you were out trying to uh, purchase a used car. Used cars are in the news a lot uh, recently, and one of the most important things that you could do is to check on the vehicle history of that car, and it's easy to do. Uh, you can go to uh, AutoCheck, you can go to Carfax, and that's major. The other major thing is negotiating. You have to be able to negotiate, so you have to sharpen those skills before you decide to get on the Internet or even if you are going to take a chance and walk into the dealership, you better be prepared. $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give that number out again. That, uh, write it down. 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. 9960. You can text us if you'd like, if you have some questions, at 
4976530 and uh, we are going to stay with our theme with Big Dog Ranch. Um, we have a beautiful mixed shepherd that's coming in, uh, not coming in this morning, not literally, but will be here via a video and you want to stay tuned for that. His yeah, name is Cowboy. Just a little bit of information on that. That It was exciting to have the dog in the studio, but we suddenly realized with this very small studio and with some very large dogs, it became a little dangerous and chaotic. I don't mean literally <laughs> dangerous, but, you know, a big dog is, uh, you know, sometimes also a little clumsy. And so uh, we decided there was too much of a... Not so much a strain on us, it was a strain on the big dog ranch people because they have to come from the ranch in Loxahatchee, Florida and put that big dog in the back seat and then bring him to the studio. We're on the second floor and you're taking that large dog, and we had some small dogs too, but the point being that you, we, we couldn't just favor all the small dogs, we had to give the big dogs a chance. Yeah. So we finally decided discretion is a better part of valor, we're going to use a video and it'll probably be better because we've got yeah. some, you yeah. can actually get better pictures in yeah. the, the ranch than and you can in the studio. Yeah, and information. Um, I think we drew the line whenever the, uh, what was it, the Great Dane? Yeah. That moved in on uh, Jonathan's position. When he took over <laughs> the computers, <laughs> we knew. He fell in love with Jonathan. He just wanted to get up there and literally sit in his lap. <laughs> he was larger than Jonathan. <laughs> yep, that was that was Sully. Uh, was that Sully? Oh, yeah. he, oh boy. <laughs> and this is Cowboy we got coming in? Yeah, we have Cowboy coming in, and uh, Cowboy comes to us, I think, via uh, Georgia. He, he's an old Georgia boy. He's a Georgia boy, yeah, and he's a mixed shepherd, so you're going to enjoy the video. We have a great mystery shopping report, of course, coming up. Agent Lightning always does a fabulous job. And, uh, you know, our thanks to Josh, who is uh, standing in uh, for the uh, Mystery Shopping Report. He wrote it up uh, this week. Yeah, and by the way, Stu, my son Stu, is, is out today. And so we'll, we'll, we'll have to get by. Rick is going to double up with uh, getting the text as the texts come in. And he'll also do the YouTube, which we are available on uh, YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube dot com forward slash Earl on cars and I must compliment the YouTubers out there that follow Rick and the show uh, they are among the most educated clever interesting uh, folks and then funny why YouTube and I'm not saying anything negative to Facebook Facebook has got a lot of great people too but this particular group yeah uh, are just Donovan. amazing people amazing yeah you know he was he's really in several others I uh, can't think of right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, also, if you're thinking about adopting, uh, you know, today's featured dog, uh, you can do so by going to www.bigdogranchrescue.org. You can go to that website and you can take a look at Cowboy and any other dogs uh, that they have out there at Big Dog Ranch. And by the way, with this heat and everything that's going on, uh, there's a lot of dogs out there right now. Uh, so uh, with all of that said, we are going to go straight to the phones and we're going to talk to Howard. Howard, thank you for waiting. Okay, um, here's my question. Uh, it's for Rick. Uh, my coolant reservoir always stays the same level, whether it's hot or cold or whatever it is. And uh, my temperature gauge is normal. 
So should I add um, uh, coolant uh, to the reservoir? And uh, how much should I add? And could I mix it with water? Or should I get the, uh, they have um, coolant that, that's already mixed with water? Uh, and if I mix, if I get the straight coolant, can I mix it with um, tap water or uh, should it be uh, distilled water? So those are my questions. The best one to use is the pre-mixed. Uh, you know you're going to get the proper 50-50 mix with it right off the bat. And if you do get the mix yourself, tap water is generally pretty good. Uh, distilled water obviously is going to be better, but tap water will do just fine. You won't be putting in enough to really contaminate anything with anything that might be in the water. Uh, you do want to add just to the reservoir. Only bring it up to the full line when the engine is cold. <coughs> Basically, no that's... My reservoir doesn't have a full line. Uh, it, should, it should have a line somewhere on it. <coughs> Pardon me. There, there should be a line somewhere on that reservoir for a full and low. Uh, if not, bring it up to where it's about an inch and a half to two inches from the top on the from reservoir. The yeah. yeah okay. you well, mine definitely does not have any uh, marking. Of what type of car reason. is it? A Toyota. It's a uh, Camry. 2017. Ah, uh, no. Your your reservoir will have a line on these. It's they're kind of hidden a little tight away, but it'll be there. But uh, basically, uh, the, the reservoir is there so that when the system gets hot, it pushes the extra fluid out in the reservoir. Then when it cools down, it'll suck that back in and draw back just the coolant instead of sucking any air in. So your radiator will always stay full. The cooling system will always be full. And your reservoir is just kind of like that uh, a holding tank. Okay, but why doesn't it move? It always stays the same, whether the engine is hot or cold. I don't see any movement in that reservoir. It's just the size strange. of it. You, you won't see it move very much at all. Okay. All right. You know, before we had the reservoirs, uh, I don't remember what year it was. I think it, uh, 2002 or, or even 1998. I put an extra uh, coolant reservoir in there. Because otherwise, it was just uh, uh, the coolant would just go out, you know, go into the ground. Yeah, uh, that's before, you know, in the good old days. Uh, that's before your time, even probably. So uh, I added uh, that, and, and it, it worked fine. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, a Toyota is color specific. It's pink. Is that, is that correct? Yep, that's the Toyota Super Long Life coolant. Super long life. Okay, can I ask you a question about the coolants? What is the difference between the various, uh, the Honda coolant, the, the Toyota coolant, uh, the, uh, all the different coolants? Uh, what specificity does each one have? They're all, basically, when they design a coolant for their particular car, it's just so that they can tell if you've been using aftermarket coolants. That's why they have their own specific well, it's, colors. It's marketing and profit. I'll, I'll just jump in there. Yeah, that's, you know, that's it, the number it, one reason. It, it, this is what people, you know, they say Toyota coolant because they hope you'll pay, buy it from Toyota. And if you buy it from somebody else, they don't make any money. I, that's, that's the basic answer. Coolant's coolant. Yep. Okay, now does Toyota sell a mixed coolant? Yes. Okay. 
And can you, and, and what what uh, one gallon two gallon? How, how does that? Uh, it's how does it it's already pre mixed fifty fifty. It's it's already all all set and ready to go. You don't add water. You simply pour it in. Okay, great, good information. Thank you very much. Have a good day, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you, Howard. Bye. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. I have a question for Rick, and it concerns washing my car at home. Do you recommend the good old-fashioned do-it-yourself baking soda, uh, dish detergent, and water? And of course, the ratio has to be perfect. It would have to be 50-50 <coughs> excuse me, on the dishwashing liquid. It would also have to be a half a cup of baking soda, and it would have to be um, some a gallon of uh, warm water. Nope. I recommend a, a professional product car wash, like okay. from Meguiar's or somebody like that, because dish soap will take the wax off your car. Uh, the Meguiar's, things like that, they're not going to hurt the wax. They're going to wash your car without removing any of the wax that you want to keep on there. and. That way you don't wind up with damage to your paint later. So the uh, product that they're selling, say Amazon, is the perfect ratio for washing your car at home? Yep. Okay. And as far as the rims and the wheels are concerned, um, a do-it-yourself at home. Earl suggested Oliveville. We're, I'm not going to use yeah. that. Uh, what is your uh, you know, do-it-yourself when you're at home with your truck? Well, if I could get olive oil to clean my wheels for me, I would. Otherwise, I'd get one of those brushes that are kind of cone shape they have the bristles all the way around mm -hmm. that lets you get into all those nooks and crannies and just soap and water yeah it's just like a baby bottle can brush. i jump in here for a minute i'm, I'm just curious i nancy and i were talking about this in the car coming here to the studio. we go <laughs> how many people do the stuff howard calls there's some do-it-yourselfers out there i don't deny that i know that there's there's thousands of them out there, but there's also tens of millions of people that don't do it. Uh, there's a car wash on every corner. Uh, uh, car washes are dirt cheap. Uh, uh, you, you take your car to the dealer, they will do all this stuff for you. You take it to your independent repair shop, they will do it for you. Uh, life is too short. I, I'm just curious, uh, as I speak uh, to all you folks out there in YouTube and Facebook and Radio Land, how many of you actually uh, change your oil, uh, uh, wash your tire rims, or wash your car, or uh, fumigate your, all these things? How many of you are actually doing this? I think you're more interested in where to take it and get a fair price and a good job. Right? I, will, I will flat out confess, I take my car through automated car washes. Yeah. My wife's car, same thing. Yeah. Uh, when I want it really to shine pretty, I will bring it into the dealership, into the shop, yeah. and I will have the detail crew yeah. do a good job on it. I give it, yeah. make sure that who's doing it gets a good tip from me, yeah. a little extra cash in their pocket, and I have a guy that comes to my house and mows my lawn. It costs us a little bit each month, yeah. but it's cheaper and easier than trying to get out there and, and make sure that the economy. Lawn is You're good. paying people yeah, to do it, things. So it sounds like as if there's a little <laughs> bit of convenience mixed in with that. You are yeah. in the dealership, number one, and it's convenient because you're working and you can get your yeah. truck detailed. But, but the other side of it is it's there's car washes on every corner. 
now a lot of them have memberships. You simply buy a membership. Oh, you absolutely. You can run through that car wash 20 times a week if yeah, you want. Yeah, I've had that membership. It do we is have good. any calls? We do not. Okay. Uh, but I uh, will. Well, let's get to some text. We've got text. I will get Great. to Rick, and he's taking care of Facebook, and he's also taking care of our text this morning. Okay, let's see. Uh, we're going to go back and catch a couple of them that should have gone through last week. Uh, let's see. We will start with Anne Marie. Good morning, uh, Anne Marie. Uh, it's, do we will follow Stu's example here. She says, good morning. I need to get Rick's expert opinion. I realize that I'm putting him in a difficult position since he can't see the vehicle or run diagnostic tests on it. However, I'll settle for a best educated guess. As I understand it, I'm speaking in Anne Marie's uh, tone here. Uh, my brother was driving his 2013 two wheel drive RAV4 along the backwoods roads of Kentucky. He hit a rough pothole. The track off light came on along with the check engine light. He said he felt like he lost power steering. He drove home, checked his owner's manual, and following the directions, he pushed a button for the traction control and the track off and check engine lights went out. He has not driven the RAV4 since. Uh, what do you think happened? What kind of damage might have been done by hitting that pothole? Do you think the vehicle might be safe to drive 40 plus miles to his dealer? Yes, he has AAA, but they're at least 20 miles away. He lives way, way out in the country. What do you suggest? Thank you very much. P.S. My brother's now driving his Highlander to get around. Uh, first thing I would suggest, start with the basics. Take the car and just drive it a little bit around, just around the driveway back and forth and see how it feels. If the steering feels normal, and if the steering wheel is still relatively straight and it seems to be running okay and the lights stay off, odds are you're going to be okay. What happens is when you hit a, a pothole like that, it shocks the entire system. The wheel may actually have tried to turn in the wrong direction, spinning-wise, hmm. and also is trying to fight the steering wheel. And the computer sees all these conflicting signals coming in from its sensors and it gets confused for a few moments. Mm -hmm. So that'll kick on all those warning lights. Uh, same thing if you got, say you hit a bunch of ice and the car just spun out of control, it's gonna throw a bunch of warning lights. Well, Rick, let me, let me jump in there too. Uh, the cars today in this vehicle is, a, is more computer than car. And uh, I, I know this sounds silly, but I reboot something two or three times every day. And it's, it's like a, my coffee machine. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Uh, iPhone, forget about it. I do that half a dozen times a day. And it's amazing what turning a device off and turning it back on will do. Absolutely. You just hit the perfect answer. Odds are, by recycling and turning it off and on that he's already done, I think it'll probably be all right. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, so I would say, yeah, drive it a little bit. If it seems okay, go ahead and drive it. Uh, when you can get a chance to get to a shop or a dealership, have them pull the codes and just make sure that you don't have anything major going on there that might cause an issue. Is there anything that would be gained in a car? Speaking of, like with a smartphone, you have a, a reboot and you have a hard reboot. Uh, to me, a, a car hard be reboot would be to disconnect and then reconnect the battery terminal that would you know eliminate everything uh is that a bad idea you're exactly correct on the hard reboot idea yeah however 
if the car is running reasonably well, I wouldn't do that because it might erase codes that you might that are stored in there mm -hmm. that you may need to see just to make sure that everything's working normal. Yeah. So if it's running okay and it seems to steer and drive okay right now, I would just go with it for now. If it does seem to have some weird issues still, then try disconnecting that battery, go that hard reboot idea, yeah. and odds are that may take care of some stuff too. You know, I could save somebody a lot of money because uh, when you bring your vehicle into a car dealer, and here I am bad-mouthing car dealers again, uh, you've got everybody in the service department <clears throat> on commission, and you describe this scary thing that happened and could be a safety issue, and you say to them, I don't know what to do, can you fix it? Well, you know, it's kind of like putting a snake in front of a dog. Uh, this, these people aren't commissioned. The service salesperson is getting a commission for how much you pay for service, and the, and the technician also, same thing. So yep. uh, if you can if you can kind of do a little Googling and, and maybe listen to this show or call Rick and get some advice of things you can do other than take it into the car dealer before you go. Now, obviously, if you can't get it, things going, you got to go to a place that can fix the car. Exactly. And you're exactly right about with that analogy of the steak before the dog. Mm -hmm. We drool at those. <clears throat> okay, this one is coming from, uh, it's an anonymous number, but he says, I currently have a 2015 Highlander XLE with 149,000 miles on it. We maintain it regularly, enjoy the vehicle immensely. I'm in the market to buy another one in the future, but I'm hesitant of the change from the six-cylinder to the four-cylinder turbo. Has Rick had the opportunity to actually drive one of the four-cylinder turbos? I'm concerned about merging on the highway or taking off from a dead stop in a hurry because turbos don't usually kick in until higher RPMs. What's your opinion on the changes that, Stuart, or that Toyota has made to this engine replacement? Hey, Rick, before you answer that, I'm going to make an announcement to everyone. Uh, my screen is not working right now, uh, but I can still get messages on my phone uh, that you are calling, and we can still take your call. Uh, so bear with us uh, till uh, we can get that fixed. Okay. As luck would have it, Monday out this past Monday, I went up to Jacksonville for a three-day training class, and one of the cars that I got to drive... <coughs> pardon me folks a little bit of sinus issues giving me throat some issues today um was the brand new highlander with the four-cylinder turbo when you get on the road and you punch it this thing will kick itself in the butt hmm. it's got plenty of get up and go i i would compare it quite easily to the v6 in my truck and say it might even have a little better acceleration than my Tacoma does. Yeah, I think a lot of concern of, uh, of the turbos go way back when the turbo charger was first introduced, and they created a lot of problems. Like a lot of things, they weren't quite perfected, and they sold a lot of cars and made a lot of people angry. Uh, now, as you say, uh, the turbo is, you know... They've worked a lot of those bugs out, yeah. and we got to drive them around a bit, and I'll tell you... Uh, th this thing had some power. It it got up and gone. So yeah, I if, if you're concerned about it, uh, try to find maybe if you can find a rental place or a dealership that has one that you can test drive. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I think you'll be impressed with that four-cylinder turbo. Uh, there, there's not a problem with those things. Okay, excuse me, Rick. Uh, we are going to go to Jersey Mike, uh, who's calling us, and he's not in the queue. But we can, as I said earlier, we can still, I can still get your phone calls and get you on the air. And by the way, that number is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Let's go to Jersey Mike. Good morning. How are you, Mike? Yes. Hi there. Uh, question about uh, on a twenty fourteen AST. Cadillac, of which uh, the lock, the front brakes locked up uh, <clears throat> because I found out after the car was towed and then serviced that the brake fluid was dirty. Although, uh, prior to that, a few days earlier, I went through Vaveline service and had them do all of their things they do in changing the oil, not the transmission fluid, but all the other fluids. Do I have any recourse, do you think, with regard to the big expense I had covering the, well, number one, the repair to the brakes plus the uh, towing charge associated with it? Well, how many miles do you have on that car? 123. I bought it with 108. I put the uh, last... I had other problems with the car when I bought it. I bought it from um, a dealership on the end of North Lake Boulevard, unrema- uh, 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 not Earl Stewart, I will tell you that, because I did buy a car from Earl Stewart one time. I told him already it was a 2018 Kia. I put uh, uh, 23,000 miles on it, gave it away as a wedding present to my daughter and her husband, and I never put anything in that car, and the air condition was so good that you could get frostbite in that car. I mean, it was a fantastic car. And it was, and I got the car back for it. I looked at it. It only had one owner. It was never leased, so I knew I was buying the right thing. I think it's smart to go ahead and do that. But going back to my problem with the Cadillac, do I have any recourse? Um, you probably do not, because here's the odd thing. I have never yet seen a car have a brake issue simply because the fluid was old or dirty, if the fluid gets contaminated with some other chemical, say somebody accidentally put oil or water into that reservoir and it contaminated it and caused the seals to go bad, that can cause a brake issue, cause things to lock up. Uh, Normally what we see for brakes locking up are the slide pins on the calipers actually seizing up because of rust and dirt and age and that's what causes the brakes to to seize and, up and, Mike, and fact, lock up damage. The fact that you bought the vehicle used uh, and it, it does have a lot of miles on it, the manufacturers uh, would wouldn't touch that. It would be uh, uh, used cars are a different animal when it comes to getting help from the manufacturer. If if you buy a car uh, from a dealer, uh, the manufacturer of that car. Well, we'll look at some things and make considerations to give you a break on, yeah, on their warranties. Yeah, I understand. But, you know, the point simply is I did 5,800 miles on that car before I had that uh, mm-hmm. before I had that problem. Yeah. So for some reason, it happened, and the, the, the uh, dealish, uh, the uh, repair shop has told me that it was dirty fluid. They didn't tell me they had a, a, a pin problem in the brake calipers or anything like that. So 
you know, that's what they reference. I, I, you answered my question. I have no recourse anywhere. But by the way, let me add one more thing, okay? Two, uh, two things quick, and I'll get off the line. One, uh, that car is falling apart. Uh, it's fake uh, leather on the, because uh, uh, listen, I bought brand new Cadillacs starting in 1978. I would put 65,000 miles on them every year in 90,000 miles thereafter. I had to get, let them go because I basically wore them out, and I would go buy a brand new one. That's back in the day when they had pillow seats and the cars were comfortable, yep. and they would track down the road in an ice storm. But the point simply is this: these Cadillacs are for crap, as far as I'm concerned. The door uh, uh, plastic uh, that look look like wood falls off. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, yeah, the car is just one absolute disaster that this dealership. Told me, and my mistake was this: I didn't take it to my own mechanic to have it checked, like say, Pet Boys or wherever there's an ASE mechanic to go through it yeah. and tell me what was wrong with it. I was my big mistake, and I'm going to tell you, viewers, or listeners, make sure if you buy a car that's used, that the guy's going to agree to allow you to take it to your mechanic of choice, not his. Oh, to absolutely. Get it you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's good. It's the best single thing. If I could only do one thing and I had to go buy a used car, it'd be exactly what you said. Take it to a good independent mechanic, and it might cost you a couple hundred bucks, maybe at best $200. Well, well spend. worth it. Yeah, because yeah. just the, uh, you know what I had to put in that car? A whole radiator cooling system because yeah. it would overheat. I'd have to get a towed. I got out the end of my street here, at, uh, 20 houses away. Get it on military trail here in West Palm Beach, and the thing would uh, be overheating, and I'd have yeah. to get it towed. It was ridiculous. So anyway, they don't build Cadillacs the way they used to. That's my number one comment. Uh, maybe the new ones. I'm going to be looking at to use the Escalade, perhaps, because I don't like, you know, all these here uh, trucks. Uh, they should. Now here's another thing. They should outlaw SUVs in the fast lanes. It's the same thing like being behind a pickup truck, and you can't see what's going on down in front of you. And that's why there's so many accidents that take place on 95, yeah. et cetera. Okay. okay one we, last we got thing. four of the lines holding, boss. Uh, one, thank one you last, very one, much one for the one call. Last, one last quick thing. Uh, 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 he, told, uh, he told me that the cooling problem on that air conditioning in that car was because I didn't have enough refrigerant in it. That was not the case. The mechanic solved it for me up in North Jersey, and all it was was $110. It needed a blower on the right-hand side. Yeah. He said if you put more refrigerant in it, you would have ruined the air conditioning system. So you can be careful about advice there with regard to just saying if you're not getting cooling, you're getting hot air out of one side and cold air out of the driver's side to go ahead and put more refrigerant in because that's not the problem. Absolutely. All right, thank you. thank you very much for the call. Yeah, thank you, Mike. We love hearing from you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have uh, Barb on the line, and uh, she's a first-time caller. And uh, for the ladies this morning, as always on Saturday morning, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, why we see where they are right now and how women drive the economy. And uh, I mean drive it. They're in control for about $20 trillion in annual consumer spending. It's amazing. Good morning, Barb. Welcome to the Hi. show. Hi. I just have nothing but wonderful accolades for your dealership. Uh, they, you. Everyone up there is so great. Uh, we bought a 2013 Venza from you through USAA, and we want a new one, and we can't find a new Venza anywhere. Do you know when they will be around? 
Mm. Uh, it's it's kind of a work in process, unfortunately. The, um, uh, we, the best thing to do is to uh, decide specifically which what Venza you want, and the more flexible you are, uh, and the more willing you are to go to to uh, popular accessories and colors, interior trim. Uh, any unusual model you order today in a hard-to-get manufacturer like Toyota, uh, the longer it takes to get. So for, we were talking the other day about someone that wanted to buy a Corolla and uh, wanted a particular color, and when they said they would take a white Corolla, they got it three months sooner than if they'd wanted the color yeah. they'd originally chosen. So uh, you speak with the dealer, and you, uh, you listen to well, his advice on I'm what to compromise with- on. I'm speaking with one of your salesmen, mm-hmm. and I told them if anyone comes, anyone, any of them come in, please let me know. But I want a blueprint one, <laughs> oh, Barb. and that's probably a tough caller to get. Yeah, they, they are. You know. And Barb, um, you know, whenever Earl says you have to be flexible, boy, does he mean that. If you decide you just want this outrageous color you're going to wait a a very long time and on an earlier show uh Stu uh our son had uh said that the dealership is only getting uh one per quarter on the Venza and and that's out of 350 cars right so uh there is a there is a wait we have 114,000 miles on a 2013 um bronze mica whatever it's a gorgeous color and uh, you were able to get it for us. And USAA is no longer having their car buying program. But I wouldn't go anyplace else but you. So I just want to let you know. Yeah. And you're, you want to, you, you, would you consider a used Venza? If it's blue, dark blue. Well, you can, <laughs> you can shop around. Okay. Pardon me? I said, I don't want a white car. I don't want a gray car. I want my own color. Blue car. There's a lot of them on the road, Barb. Um, You know, know. you did did win $50 this morning, and if you stay on the line, uh, you can give Jeremy your contact information, and he'll give it to me, and I'll get that check out to you. I want to thank you for helping us ladies here uh, on Earl Stewart on Cars for building this platform. I'm 82 years old. Oh, that's wonderful. Very. You sound, you sound like you're 50. I know. <laughs> well, thank you and so much. I don't much. look 82 either. Pardon me? I don't look 82 either. Oh, I bet. You sound like as if that uh, you uh, look 50. Uh, Barb, <laughs> spread the word. Let the ladies know that you know to give Earl Stewart a car, a call on Saturday mornings, and they can win themselves $50. Oh, I didn't realize I was winning. I thought it was only the first person, woman, <laughs> but the first two. Okay, yeah. that's nice. Uh, congratulations. Look forward Thank to you. hearing from you. Okay, we are going to go to Phil, who's holding in Jupiter. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Phil. Yes, uh, I was coming across an article on the on YouTube the other day where the CEO of uh, Toyota is making a speech about where Toyota is going to adapt the policy where you can buy your car directly from the manufacturer. And they said this is going to be up, probably up and running by the end of the year. Do you all know anything about that? I've heard anything about that coming up. Yeah, uh, Phil, I, I don't think that's accurate. I think that, I think that um, there's uh, I, behind the scenes, 
behind closed doors, I'm sure that's accurate. <laughs> but but uh, uh, I'm almost sure that the CEO of Toyota uh, would not have made a public statement like that. Uh, the fact is, uh, the manufacturers uh, see the handwriting on the wall, and uh, they're not stupid. They're very, very smart uh, business people. And they see the reputation that car dealers have, and uh, they realize that they've got a archaic uh, dinosaur of a distribution system, a retail system set up in the United States. And nobody gets more complaints than car dealers, uh, maybe congressmen and lobbyists or or, you know, it's, it, they're, 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 they're last or next to last on the Gallup annual poll of honesty and ethics and profession. So uh, the whole industry realizes it's a problem. Um, Toyota is no different. Uh, I, as a Toyota dealer, and, and I think, you know, we have a Toyota dealership, I would be uh, probably one of the first to hear a public statement by the CEO of Toyota that uh, I was no longer wanted as a dealer. I mean, I, the day will come. and. Uh, and anyone that uh, denies that, that's exactly, they're in denial. They, they're not listening to the facts. But it'll, uh, you'll have the dealer networks around for several more years. I would say a minimum of 10 or 20 years, the dealers will still be there. Where you're going to see the change will be in electric vehicles. And electric vehicle retailers will be direct. And that's what Tesla, you know, Elon Musk and Tesla, uh, they really set a precedent. And now the other electric vehicle manufacturers are dealing directly too. So no electric vehicle manufacturer is going through dealers. And that's a loophole in the franchise law that protects all the other combustion engine car dealers. So uh, your observation is accurate, but it's just not gone public yet. Oh, okay. And I got one other question. Uh, I'm a longtime customer of yours, and I have a Prius, and I was talking to Matt about getting the new 2023 Prius, and I was just blown away when he told me you guys had like over 200 orders backed up, yeah. and I can't even get in line to get one. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, uh, it's a sad situation. Uh, as you know, because you're a customer for, from our dealership, uh, we draw the line on uh, selling a car. We will not sell a car for over MSRP out the door. Uh, manufacturer right. sets the retail price. And because that's lower than all the other dealers, uh, people come to us and we have to order the cars. If you find uh, a, a new Toyota on a lot somewhere that's been sitting around for a couple weeks, the only reason that car is there is because the price is so high people don't want to pay it. Uh, uh, we have people and we have a lot of good customers, loyal customers, that have come to us. We had one caller to this show. Uh, that waited over a year for a car, and I wouldn't have blamed him if he'd have gone and bought a car from another Toyota dealer. Uh, if you have to have a car, you have to have a car. And we have we, we have friends and regular customers that have come in and say, "Look, I'm really sorry, I can't wait six months for my Rav4." So I went over here to dealer ABC and I paid five thousand dollars more than you would charge me to buy the Toyota. So. Uh, that's the reason you find cars on dealer lots today, because they're selling them for higher prices, and they don't sell right away. If, you, if, they, if they were selling for a competitive price, they wouldn't have any cars in stock either. Oh, okay. Well, I just, I'll just stay in touch with those with the guys, at the, uh, at, with Matt and the crew over there, and see when I can put order one, because I definitely want to get it from you. I don't want to get it from somebody else. 
I but you're right. I already, I already checked. Other dealers want a thousand dollars non-refundable deposit, and, yeah. and all, immediately two to three thousand over yeah. MSRP. Yeah. So, uh, and by the, and by the way, if you order one from us, by the way, uh, if we lower the price, which we will uh, uh, sooner rather than later, we we are going to be selling cars at MSRP. That that used to be a high price. Now it's a bargain. But three or four months from now, it might not be a bargain, and we would uh, we would lower the price to you that we would sell that car to to anybody else. So. You could kind of have a, your cake and eat it, too, if you don't mind waiting. But um, uh, thanks very much for being such a good customer, Phil. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks, Phil. Bye-bye. Look forward to hearing from you again. Uh, we are going to uh, – I'm going to go out on a limb here. And, uh, Earl, uh, you, if you would check your iPhone uh, for the anonymous feedback, uh, we have a, a problem with that also. So you can man your phone. I'm taking my phone, and we have Rick here for the Facebook and the YouTube. Uh, we are going to go to uh, Marty uh, from uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, speaking of uh, waiting for cars, uh, he is the star of waiting. <laughs> Good morning, uh-huh. Marty. Good morning. Thanks. It was only 15 months I waited. And then, <laughs> and then I didn't take the car. That even was the bigger kicker. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. I, I got to ask Rick. I I called and asked about the uh, electronic parking brake on my car, and every so often I said it sticks. So And you, and you got to just turn it off. So Rick said, well, make sure your door is closed, make sure this, make sure that. Well... So far in the last 60 years, I haven't fallen out of the car. I make sure that the doors close. Well, anyways, it started sticking more often. So I just pushed the button down all the way to shut it completely off. So now I don't have that problem anymore. Huh. Is there any bad effect to just shutting it off? How if, often? I need, if I need a parking brake, I just pull the button up. You know, uh, an emergency brake. How so often is, do you forget to put the car in park? Uh, every time I put it in park, when I, uh, you well, know, what I mean is when you stop your car and you're, you're going to park the car, have you ever right. forgotten to put it in park? No. There you go. I mean, the, the whole idea of the automated parking brake is right. because if you go on YouTube and you search for videos of, People forget to put their car in park. That's what's occurring. That's that's why they had to do that is because there are a thousand videos out there where you see someone, they're, they're distracted, their minds are just full of everything else in the world nowadays, and they go to hop out of the car, and the car is still in gear, and the car just rolls away because they didn't put the car in park. And that, that unfortunately, it's... It's become human nature now that these things are all over the internet. Yeah. Well, when I was uh, when I was under warranty, uh, I've got forty three thousand miles on the car now. When it was under warranty, it happened very infrequently, so I didn't bother bringing it in. Did now you... it was doing it more often. Yeah. And the only way I can attest this to you, you'd have to go back through all your your programs and see when I called you the first time. But, you know, is that a big thing to fix? 
What well, did you ever mention it while while it was still in warranty? Did you ever when you went to the shop? Did you ever tell them, "Hey, I'm seeing this happen every so often"? I told them verbally, but they never wrote it. They never <laughs> wrote it into the, you know. Okay. Um, Let me jump in there, Marty. It's worth uh, <coughs> it's worth asking. You know, we uh, uh, what Rick was saying is that if it was a matter of record and it wasn't writing, then you would definitely be covered. Uh, even if the dealer had to, uh, being us, would have to pay for it because we should have checked it. And then, and oftentimes the manufacturer will take our word for it, be that we couldn't find the problem, but it existed. So it's worth a try and bring it in, and we'll take it up the ladder to Toyota see if we can help you. But uh, the good thing to remember the message to the, all the people listening now is if you have an issue. Uh, with a car, and it's in, particularly when it's under warranty, and they can't find the problem. I mean, a lot, a lot of well-meaning uh, technicians and well-meaning dealers, and independent repair for that matter. But people that, uh, that sometimes, you know, how when you go to a dentist with a toothache and your and your tooth doesn't ache while it's there, you go to a doctor with a headache and your head doesn't ache anymore. Same thing with a car, and if something doesn't actually. Uh, precipitate the problem it's very difficult to locate even with instruments so be sure they put it in writing on the repair order it's digitalized it's there for eternity and you could go in five years later you can say hey look i brought this car in for that problem and you said there was no problem so that gives you an argument to get it covered under warranty right right the other question is just for rick is that a big job to fix uh, it's more figuring out what's going on and, and why it's staying, you know, staying engaged. The diagnostics going to be the tough part. There is figuring what's going on. Uh, but however, being as it's considered a safety issue, I would almost guarantee you at this point, I'd say ninety-nine point nine percent, the dealership will be able to get that covered under goodwill warranty from the manufacturer, and it won't cost you a dime. If it's happening almost all the time now. You need to bring it in and uh, have it, you know, get one of us to get a look at it and find out what's going on there. And I would and, almost and for, guarantee you it's not going to cost you anything. And for our other listeners, uh, uh, regular warranty is what's in writing. Goodwill warning is at the goodwill uh, warranty uh, is at the discretion of the manufacturer, and that usually happens for a customer that has bought more than one product from that manufacturer so if you if you bought two or three hondas or two or three chevrolets and you're a good general motors loyal customer that gives you that gives you points toward getting uh some flexibility in their warranty uh so if if you uh, if you are going to try to get something warranted from the manufacturer that's out of warranty uh ask them to check your record say look this is my third car i bought from the same dealer and they use that to get the manufacturer to stretch and pay for it under an extended warranty. Yeah, but as far as safety factor, I mean, as long as they put the car in park, there's really no problem. Right. Yeah. Okay, if I decide to bring it in, I'll, yeah, my next oil change, I'll complain to them. There you go. <laughs> Great hearing from you, Marty. Thank yeah. you. All right, have a good weekend. Thank you. The same to you. We're going to stay with the phones. Uh, I want to thank Lance in Tennessee for holding. Uh, we're ready to take your call, Lance. Good morning. Carl. Good morning. Where in the world have you been? Well, we've been uh, uh, we've been having a root canal 
I was out last week and I was in intense pain. I'm a I'm a big baby when it comes to the dentist, so I didn't want to cry on the air. So we went we did a rerun. All you been you've been talking this morning about reboot. We live so far up in the hills of Tennessee that we've been on reboot for eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I you don't even have to identify yourself. I can tell by your Tennessee accent when you call in. And Earl, uh, uh, let me let me ask you a quick question. Uh, you and Nancy, uh, especially Nancy, is about got me convinced into buying a Toyota Avalon. Um, and I've been I've been looking at some vehicles that have uh, that have alleged that they allege have uh, been returned on lease. Is there any assurance or guarantee that you can have uh, that that vehicle was actually on lease? You mean an extended warranty? Uh, you're talking about when it comes back from lease? Yeah, it, it has been. Because this car is a, about a year old, maybe even two years old, and very, very low mileage from down there in, uh, in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they say it. And in the uh, in the and I'm using cars.com, and they say off the, just uh, owned by a little old lady who owned an orange grove. Hmm. And, well, um, well, we had a caller earlier, and I I'll repeat what we discussed with him. Um, if you're going to buy a used car, uh, and you can only do one thing, make the purchase conditional on approval of that car by your mechanic. I stress you're not their mechanic. Someone that's loyal to you, beholden to you, and that you pay, and you take it to your mechanic and you say, uh, what will you charge me to go over this car with a fine-tooth comb? I'm not asking you to fix it. I'm asking you to just tell me what's wrong with it. And then you may get to fix it, and I'll pay you for that later, but uh, what is this car in good shape or not? If you get a seal of approval from a good technician who's loyal to you, that's better than a Carfax report. That's better than an auto check. Uh, that's uh, better than consumer reports, for that matter. I mean, uh, that car is checked by somebody that knows what he's doing. Plus, well, I, can't let, I can't let this opportunity pass without uh, uh, singing you a quick tune uh, that I came up with. Uh, uh, and I know how you and your uh, Rick and Nancy and Stu wait with bated breath <laughs> to hear these tunes and uh, 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 and uh, uh, here it is if you're looking to buy a car in the near future <laughs> and looking real sophisticated I don't know where to go <laughs> do yourself a favor and listen to Earl Stewart on cars <laughs> on the radio <laughs> Hey, Lance, I want to sign you up. Will you do a commercial for me? Uh, okay, Lance. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, if you'll get that, reco- you get that recorded, and I'll, 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 pay, I'll pay you for it. We'll run that as a commercial. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. Uh, our number is 877-960-9960. Uh, give us a call on that number. Uh, we are having some problems with uh, my X screen, uh, but that isn't going to affect your phone call. I can still take them. 
uh, Jeremy and Jonathan are feeding me the information that I need. <coughs> Earl is going to take care of uh, your anonymous feedback, and Rick is going to take care of uh, the text, the YouTube, and the Facebook. So uh, we, as you can hear, we all have our hands full this morning. Uh, our text number is 772-497-6530, and I do have $50 for the next new female caller, first-time caller. $50, so give I've, us a call. I've got an anonymous feedback here. Oh, okay. Um, I'll just read it from my iPhone. A couple of weeks ago, I think I heard you say something like, when it comes to getting your new car faster, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And that if someone communicates and complains to you and Nancy, that you can push to them to get the car faster. I've been on the list for RAV4 for over a year. Not fair. Now, I, there's two points I want to make here. When you respond by anonymous feedback, unless you tell us who you are and where you are, uh, we can't contact you because that's why it's anonymous. So hopefully you're listening. Uh, the uh, what we do, and uh, any dealer that has a car in order should do, uh, when you're waiting, waiting, waiting for that car, and it's been weeks and months, uh, the dealer will have a conversation with you. Well, we would have a conversation with you and say, you know, you wanted a green car with a blue interior. Now, I don't mean that because no one orders that, but if you did, you'd never get the car. So we would say, would you be uh, able to be flexible on the color? And you can say, well, I'll change that to a white car with a tan interior. So now instead of having to wait a long, long time, it's possible it could go from five-month wait to a two-month wait. Same thing through with options. Uh, you might have a, a hard-to-find option. It could be a uh, sunroof. Um, th there, it all depends on what the manufacturer perceives to be the car's that are most in demand and will most likely be bought. Uh, the oddball car, the oddball model, uh, will surely take months longer. So oftentimes the salespeople, they'll take an order, submit it, and the order gets put in the order bank, and it gets forgotten about. The reason I say the squeaky wheel gets the oil is when you call the dealership and you ask a manager, say, I've been waiting for five months for this car. I'm, I'm going to give up. I'm going to go buy another car from another dealer. I'm going to compromise what I want. If he's got any brains when you tell that to him, he will say, well, listen, let's see if we can't modify your order in some way. Do you absolutely want a green car? And you say, no, I like silver. I like tan. I like white. He says, great, because we can get you a white car in two months. So that's the conversation that the squeaky wheel will have. The dealer himself should know that and, and be ahead of you on that issue, but the, frankly, uh, they're not. That's the reason. If you're waiting for a car, call the dealer. Don't speak to the salesman. Oftentimes, they don't get back to you. Uh, speak to a manager and say, what can you do for me? What can I change to get my car sooner? So anonymous feedback. I hope you're listening because I can't call you and tell you this directly. Great response. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to get to Rick in just a couple minutes, but we are going to go to Lake Worth and talk to Mark. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mark. Hello, Mark. Good morning. I'm here. 
Hi, Good Mark. morning. <laughs> Welcome. Good morning, all. Good morning. I, uh, I, I have a cosmetic question, if I may. Okay. I have a... I have a 2016 RAV4 XLE. Overall, the body and paint still look very good. However, the rear bumper has developed brown spots. The bumper material is plastic, not metal, so I don't think these are rust spots. And there is a clear plastic uh, adhesive strip across the bumper. It appears to be factory install. These spots are underneath the strip. I'm tempted to try peeling off the plastic strip in order to clean and polish the bumper, but I don't want to risk any damage. Can this be done safely, or is it not something I should attempt? I, I don't think it's worth replacing the bumper. It just bugs me. Any, any insight would be appreciated. It can be done. Uh, not necessarily easy, because that adhesive was not meant to come off easily. Um, my suggestion is a heat gun. Uh, you can try a hair dryer, but it may not get hot enough. Uh, heat guns, you probably can rent one from like an uh, AutoZone or something. They're the ones that are used when they're doing like those vinyl wraps on cars. And basically, you just want to gently heat it from a distance, slowly getting closer. And as it starts to soften, use a plastic spatula and don't tell your wife that you stole it out of her kitchen and just gently scrape and rub at it and as you're working it be very careful you don't want to damage the paint underneath but as that plastic softens on that adhesive it'll start to loosen up and come loose uh, and then you can use a product such as goo gone which is g-o-o-g-o-n-e or the old standby wd-40 with paper towels will usually take off just about any leftover glue residue that might be left underneath there. And if you're not real comfortable as a do-it-yourselfer, I would look for one of the places locally that does automotive vehicle wraps, you know, the vinyl wraps, and have them take a quick vinyl. look at it and see what they would charge to remove it. A vinyl wrap, okay. Do most body shops do vinyl wraps? <laughs> not really, but you'll find a lot of them on the internet like uh there's i don't know i don't know if you're local to us here in west palm or not uh yes i'm in lake worth okay yeah on on north lake boulevard uh coughs does vinyl wrap there's a place there that's the old coughs towing uh they they're still in business for doing vinyl wraps but you can find places all over a lot of them that are doing those vinyl wraps you find one of these guys is working out of a storage unit place he may charge you 50 bucks to get that off and make it look fantastic. Hmm. Uh, another question, please. The, uh, the heat gun, how, how do you know how close to apply it without melting the plastic bumper? And it's, how much would it cost if you got too close and melted the plastic bumper? Yeah, that's that's well, the, that's the drawback. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm afraid I'm going to do. Yeah, that's that's where you got to go. Trial and error. You got to stay way way back. Hold it way back. It's okay with the trial, but the error is what's kind of worried. Yeah. Slowly come forward a little bit, and as it looks like it's starting to soften the plastic a little bit, don't get any closer and just work it gently with a, a plastic spatula type thing. Uh, it may almost be something you might want to talk to a, a detailer or somebody that does those wraps because they just have the talent and 
the better guys at that, they could pull those off so easy. Well, since I, since the uh, the plastic strip is obviously supposed to be there, and I'm and I should replace it, it sounds like this is uh, something for a, a professional shop. Wise decision, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I although I did want you to buy the Gugon, I thought that was a town in North Korea, but. Uh... <laughs> Uh, WD-40, though, if you've got any adhesive stickers on your car that you want to get removed and you peel them off and it leaves that, that glue residue, WD-40 on a paper towel and just soak that in and work it in gently, that'll take that stuff right off. It's amazing. Uh, I know you shouldn't use WD-40 on rubber. Does it do anything to plastic? No. Won't hurt plastic. Well, um, great stuff. Okay, okay, that's very helpful. I will uh, take take your take that under advisement. Okay, yep. thank you so much, Mark. Give us a call. Let us know how that all turned out. Uh, I'm going to, you know, rely on Jonathan and uh, Jeremy. Are we caught up on the? Uh... No, we have okay, we do. Uh, we do have another one, but no name. Okay, uh, welcome to the show. Okay, Perry. Mary. Oh, good morning, Mary. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Nancy and crew. Um, I have a, a, a 2011 Honda CRV with about 125,000 kilometers uh, miles on it, um, and I got the error message: check fuel cap. And uh, after. Uh, you know, putting that off, uh, I eventually uh, went to AutoZone and got a new fuel cap, and the message went away. However, uh, when I checked my owner's manual, uh, it said that the message may return, and it has. Now it comes on and off um, periodically, and I'm wondering whether that's indicative of there being a problem other than the fuel cap. Uh, but there is a potential that aftermarket parts can be, shall we say, not the best quality, but mm -hmm. usually they're, they're pretty good. Um, the message that you're getting basically is that the emission system is seeing what's called a, a small leak. In other words, uh -huh. it's not sealing like the government wants it to. Um, if it's really bothering you, then the best choice would be to go to a, a dealership or a mechanic and have them test it for emissions leaks um but being as florida does not have any state emissions laws anymore we're not testing for it if it's not that important to you i wouldn't spend the money on it okay wonderful uh because the the guy at AutoZone said well you know this is the cheap solution you know if this doesn't work then it may be a problem for you know between the fuel tank and the gas cap right and that i know i know that would be very <laughs> so if if it's not going to create you know a stall problem or anything like that um i'll, I'll follow your advice and uh, uh just uh, quietly ignore the uh, the message yeah no because it's it's basically what it means is that the fuel system the evaporative vapors that the government wants to keep sealed in there so that they're then you know run through the engine and burned later 
there it's there's a hose maybe has a little pinhole crack in it or something and it's just losing a little bit of that pressure and it's not an important thing your car's not going to break down it's going to drive completely normal it's just that annoying message is going to pop up now and then oh thank you rick I can deal with the little annoying message. <laughs> Better That's to keep the money in your pocket where it belongs. That's right. We can get very, very, we can get used to almost anything, Mary. Correct. That's that's right. That's right. That's Women are pretty powerful. Uh, Mary, I, I want to take a minute and thank you. Uh, I know that you have called before from LaBelle, and we always look forward to hearing from you. And uh, I hope you'll spread the word about the show and the fact that we do give $50 to the first two new female callers. Uh, but That's uh, right. thank you for being part of our show. Well, and thank you for giving uh, such uh, very good advice. I really appreciate your service. That's really and important. And have, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. The same to you, Mary. Okay. Uh, we are going to... Uh, we're going to go back to anonymous feedback, and then we'll get to Rick, and he's going to take uh, care of some text, Facebook, and YouTube. Okay. Here's anonymous feedback um, that just came in based on the conversation we had earlier in the show, someone taking issue and disagreeing with what I had to say. Uh, all coolant is not the same. There are three main types of coolant that car companies use, inorganic ad additive technology, IAT, organic acid technology, OAT, and hybrid organic acid technology, HOAT. Well, excuse me. <laughs> I, 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 I've been wrong before. I mean, I, I would, I'm afraid to take issue with that because it looks like you really did your research. Uh, my only, uh, my only uh, question would be, do the manufacturers get uh, that uh, granular when they talk about coolant. In other words, uh, to me, uh, the original coolant was water, and then that got to be a bad idea in Minnesota and some other areas of the country, so they put alcohol in it, and I suppose over time there have been other refinements and additions and deductions, but I somehow never thought of the coolant as being organic. I mean, for me to be uh, criticized because I have, I don't have organic coolant in my car. I would be a little surprised. Rick, what do you think? <laughs> Alcohol comes from sugar. Sugar comes from sugar cane. Therefore, it's organic. Yeah, works for me. H O A T. Hybrid organic acid technology. I mean, mm. and and then of course the organic acid technology. But that's really interesting. Uh, I wish Mr. Anonymous would <coughs> would. Uh, communicate again and give us some some more examples i'd like to hear what any manufacturers out there have specified in the way of cooling well you were you you specialize as chemical engineer in college weren't you uh, ph yeah physics Physic. yeah so um i'm just an old auto mechanic yeah. i like the idea that when toyota says put this coolant in my car and it's going to work just fine. Well, that's, a safe, that's the safest question. I like that simple answer there for me, and I can say, Mr. And, and customer, and this for, works. And fortunately for you and and Toyota, that a lot of people feel that way. But uh, we know because we're on the inside. We are we we work for Toyota, not really work for them, but we're part of the Toyota team. Mm -hmm. We know that there are 
products out there without the Toyota name that are manufactured by the same manufacturer that Toyota buys their products from, and then they put their name on the box. So, Absolutely. So when you name when you buy something that has Toyota's name on the box, uh, that might have been uh, manufactured in Guguan, uh, North Korea, but Toyota bought it and then branded it Toyota. So uh, you're, if you want to be absolutely safe and don't mind paying extra for that privilege, uh, I, I, I can tell you that a lot of dealers that will buy parts will shop around and look if they're a Nissan dealer, they'll see what Nissan charges for a particular, uh, you know, it could be a brake pad, it could be a, a fan belt, and then they go around and they find out, oh, this is the this is the manufacturer of that fan belt, or this is the manufacturer of this product. And they go directly to the manufacturer and they buy it cheaper than what Nissan is charging them. So, uh, as, as Rick said, if safety is primary importance over cost, then by all means just buy the brand that your manufacturer recommends. Yep. Okay. Okay, uh, Rick, you want to give us a an idea of how many texts or Facebook or YouTube you have? We've got a couple of them yet. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Marty, uh, he was just asking last week if we were live that day. We were not. <coughs> hmm. This one's coming from Roy D. in Denver. What are your viewpoints on the UAWs? Oh, excuse me, Mom. <coughs> What are your viewpoints on the UAW's position on the union contracts with the big three automakers? Uh, the UAW being the union. Uh, what impact do you think this will have on Toyota products? Earl, any thoughts on that? I wasn't listening. I was reading uh, my phone. Okay. It's, Read it again. Uh, this is from Roy D. in Denver. He says... What are your viewpoints on the United Auto Worker, the union, position on the union contracts with the big three automakers, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler? What impact do you think this will have on Toyota products? Um, I, I don't think it's going to have much effect. I think that uh, union uh, negotiations, uh, possible strikes are part of life. I mean, it's been that way for a long time. There's great arguments on both sides of that equation, uh, but I think that uh, uh, the unions uh, are far more sophisticated and uh, are far more uh, reasonable, and the companies are far more sophisticated and reasonable today than they were 30, 40 years ago. And I think the days of long, long strikes are behind us, and I think uh, calm minds and smart minds will prevail. So. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, and this one coming from Vito. He says, hello, is the money factor on a lease negotiable? I have top tier credit and a dealership here in St. Petersburg is telling me that it's not. Your thoughts, please? No, the, uh, that is the interest rate. They call it the uh, lease factor and you have top credit. It is not negotiable, it's, it's part of the uh, is part of the lease, and uh, they don't even like to talk about it. Uh, uh, they should call it an interest rate, but they don't. And I guess by not calling an interest, they don't have to do the disclosure uh, under truth and lending. And when you charge interest, you have to go by a federal law of full disclosure. If you call it a, a lease factor, 
Uh, you're, you're, you're kind of pretending it's not really interest, but it is. But it protects them, and they can just lock that interest rate in. Uh, the best thing with leases is don't get hung up on lease factors, capitalized cost, and all the other. Uh, a lease is so complicated. If, you, if you're trying to negotiate and you're trying to find the lowest lease, get the payment. Now, that sounds uh, almost stupid, but get the payment. Just lock in the term of the payment and the capitalized cost, meaning the full amount that the lease is going to, the car is going to cost. If you know the term of the lease and you know the capitalized cost, uh, you don't care about the rest of it. Just look at the monthly payment. Okay, and this one is coming in from Mark. He says, uh, apparently he, he had a comment uh, from two weeks ago. He says, hi, Stu. Did you not get my vote for this Saturday's mystery shopping report? Or did you not feel comfortable reading what I typed? Laugh out loud. Have a great weekend, Mark. So I'm going to read Mark's comment. Okay. Just because we're that way. Okay. <laughs> he says... Watch out for the, quote, customer shaft lubed with a $6,000 safety package. Uh-huh. Whoa. Well, that's, uh, that, that question is definitely, you, you pushing the edge there, bud. Yeah. But he did vote him a D plus, so uh, whichever mystery shop that was from two weeks ago, yep, we will read your comments on the air. Mainly because I figure, hey, what the heck? What, what are they going to do to me? Oh, come yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> but, Mark, glad that you got your comment in. We got our chance there. Okay, let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, Anne-Marie says, quick update here. Many thanks. My brother has now tried to drive the RAV4, and he says it's driving normal. Thanks again. So, Anne-Marie, excellent to hear that. Uh, hopefully, he won't have any other issues with it. I think he's probably going to be okay. Uh, just uh, yeah. like we say, watch out for those potholes. Honestly. Because, oof. That's great news. That is. That's Same fantastic. Room. And this quick comment in from Paul, he says uh, for the adhesive removers, he likes to use 3M adhesive remover. And I got to say, yeah, 3M, it's a little more expensive. Better than Gugon? Better than Gugon even. Oh. Ah. But any, if you're looking for any sort of a product and you want some of the highest quality, if you see 3M on it, yeah, you know you've got that's a top quality product. Yeah, uh, if you're especially if you're looking for like uh, double stick tape adhesives themselves, mm-hmm. 3M they make the best. They yeah. they are great quality. I've used that uh, double sided 3M at home. It is great stuff. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's got us caught up on the text messages. Okay, what about uh, the uh, YouTube? Uh, do you have anything from Facebook, YouTube? Steve Maggs is saying, Good morning. In my opinion, people are holding on to cars longer, uh, plus less recent, yeah, lease returns, fewer lease returns. New car prices are too high and lack availability. The result, less used cars in the market to sell and less desire to purchase. And I got to say, yes, we've seen that because uh, my wife's driving a 19 RAV and our own used car managers send me text messages and emails, even personalized right to me that where they're, hey, if you're interested, 
they're they're trying to buy my Rav away from me. Hmm. It's, it's the it's used in, cars. They're desperate to get cars. Here's the average age Consumer Reports, uh, the latest Consumer Reports. The average age of cars on the road now has moved up from 9.7 percent three years ago to 12 and a half years. So, uh, you know, it's it's really crazy. Uh, it used to be people were, you know, I, I think. I, I can't remember when it was like six years uh, or something like that. So, so it's gone uh, from six years to 9.7 to 12 and a half years. Part of that's good news because the cars are better made and yep. they uh, require less maintenance and repair. So uh, it's just kind of uh, uh, when a car has been on the road 12 years, that's a long time. A lot of things can happen in 12 years. So it's just we just need to be more and more careful of checking cars out before we buy a used car now. Yeah. And the quality is there, so a 12-year-old car can be just as good as a 5-year-old car. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And one last one here from Casey says, Hey, Rick, can you touch on the fact of the situation that Toyota is selling brand-new cars, but they're only able to give you one key, and how long that shortage will last? Well, that's our chip shortage coming in. Uh, right now, Toyota has it where if you only received one key with your car, check with the dealership, and when your key comes available, what they'll, they'll keep you on the list, and as they're getting them in stock, they're ordering them in. Once they arrive, they'll contact you. You bring your car in. It'll take a and maybe an hour to an hour and a half total well, here's time. A, here's an even better idea. And get it programmed for you. This is because uh, I had a personal experience with that this past week uh, it's a squeaky wheel theory if you don't have uh, that extra key and a lot of customers don't have that uh, you know that uh, smart key uh, they only got one key because the, uh, the, the chip shortage uh, it's a squeaky wheel theory you call your dealer and you don't speak to the salesman I mean I I'm not trying to run down salespeople but their job is selling cars uh, get up the ladder go to a service manager or a general manager, go up the ladder, speak to somebody in authority. The higher up the ladder in a dealership, the more uh, likely that person can communicate directly to the factory. So that 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 uh, general manager can call the Honda zone manager or the Honda regional manager and say, listen, we've got a really good customer here. They bought this Honda Acura from us uh, uh, six months ago. Uh, they only have the one key. They were promised two keys, and they can get it. The squeaky wheel with you. Well, I did that with Toyota uh, for a customer last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason you hit on the reason is accurate, Rick. Or the reason is because of the microchip shortage. They're diverting the microchips to build new cars. They'd rather put uh, the remote uh, with a new car so they can sell the new car to the dealer and make a profit. If they give, if they give a, the remote to someone they promised the remote to four months ago, they're not going to make very much profit. They're going to make any profit. So, the squeaky wheel is a really good way to go. I like that anonymous feedback we had. Yep. And remember, folks, there's also one other side to that. They have to keep a certain number of keys available for, say, the person that bought a car only got one key, and well, something happened key. and that key got destroyed. Yeah. You know, they're stuck now with a car that they can't even drive. Yeah. So there's got to be a few keys available that they can sell there's to them. Always, there's always a key somewhere. It's like, yep. the, it's like uh, the old joke. The guy checks in the hotel and he says, I'm sorry, 
uh, we don't have a room available. He says, well, what do you mean? You know I have a room available. He says, no. I said, we're totally sold out. I said, if I was the president of the United States, would you have a room for me? And of course, they would. So there's always a room available. There's always a remote available. There's always something available if you get to the right guy and explain it the right way. The squeaky yep. wheel is a great way to go. Polite persistence. Yes. Encouraging words right here on Earl Stewart on Cars. Uh, I see by the clock that we are close to uh, Big Dog Ranch time. Uh, we also have uh, a mystery shopping report that you're going to enjoy. Uh, let me ask you a question talking about the mystery shopping report. Did you read uh, just recently about the three Rhode Island uh, Graco dealerships uh, that were uh, fined? For five hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars, five hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars, chump change for these guys. Uh, but uh, it's all about deception. Uh, the reason I mention that is because we have our mystery shopping report from Agent Lightning, uh, from uh, Graco Ford of Delray. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, right now, before we present the video of uh, Cowboy, our dog that uh, is uh, the dog of the week. I'd like to tell you that if you want to adopt a dog at Big Dog Ranch, you can simply go to www.bigdogranchrescue.org and you can see all of the dogs that they have out there. And uh, if, you, if you so choose to uh, go out, boy, I want to tell you it's just a fantastic place to visit and you'll see exactly how the dogs are treated out there you may not want to leave <laughs> uh, they have uh, a pool a spa they've got everything out there and uh, cowboy is our dog of the week and cowboy comes us uh, uh, cowboy's been out at uh, big dog ranch i believe for a year and he is a mixed shepherd rick mm -hmm. is that correct okay that that's what i read in it okay uh, so uh at any rate uh, i'll tell you a little bit about uh, cowboy as I said, he was a mixed shepherd, and uh, he, uh, he he'd love to he'd love to go to uh, another ranch. But if there isn't one available, he'll take anything uh, because he's been out at the ranch just a little too long. And uh, he says here that you know people have passed him by; they haven't said hello to him. And he's just a, a loving soul, and he loves children. Uh, he loves hugs. He loves walks, and. Um, it sounds to me like as if that cowboy would be, I can see his big brown eyes right now. Oh, he just looks like a, a lover boy. Uh, so we are going to uh, roll on the uh, video and Jonathan will take care of that. So take a listen. This is Cowboy. He's a beautiful three-year-old shepherd mix with the softest brown fluffy fur and sweet little black snout. Cowboy is the sweetest boy and has actually been here with us for a little over a year now. So we're really eager to get him adopted out into a home that loves him just as much as we do. Cowboy is great with kids, so would love to be in a family home. And he is just such a crowd pleaser. He comes to a lot of events with us because he's so well behaved and everyone loves to pet his soft fluffy fur and he's just, a great great dog with a sweet demeanor um he was actually rescued from georgia and he has 
very little flaws. Uh, as you can see, he's just an absolute sweetheart. Um, if anything, he can be a little vocal when he doesn't want to come in from his walk, but will would love to go on any adventure with you and your family and is just a sweet companion and anyone really would be so lucky to have cowboy here so thank you that's so nice as you can see he's just as sweet as they come yes aren't you cowboy just look at him here is a treat he's so lovely he's like a big so if you're interested in cowboy please come over to big dog ranch and see him and i'm sure you'll fall in love absolutely thank you so much uh so there you have it uh cowboy the Big, Big Dog, Dog Ranch is uh, very special, and uh, we've uh, been affiliated with them for many years. Uh, when I say very special, uh, they do what they do out of pure love and care for the dogs. Uh, they are the only no-kill shelter that I know of, uh, and one of the reasons that we are uh, taking care and trying to help find homes for dogs like Cowboy. There's some dogs that are just not easily adoptable. Everybody loves a cute little puppy. Puppies aren't a problem. There's certain type breeds and, and types of dogs that get adopted. But some really, really good dogs like Cowboy. Cowboy's only problem is maybe a little bigger than the average dog. And just little things like that uh, that we have to uh, push because we don't ever euthanize dogs. We take dogs from the public shelters that by law have to euthanize uh, the animals after a, a certain amount of time. It can be as little as 30 days or 90 days. They call us at Big Dog Ranch and we take the dogs. And we've been doing this for years and years and we always find homes. And this show is an appeal to all you folks out there that care and really love dogs and would adopt a dog maybe that... Now, you could go to the, the store and buy a cute little puppy, but here's a dog that that uh, otherwise, if it weren't for Big Dog Ranch, wouldn't be with us today. And Cowboy doesn't deserve to be put to sleep, and he won't be. He will have a home. We hope you will consider uh, Cowboy adopting him. And just as a matter, this isn't an advertisement. Uh, if you want to help out, 100% of the proceeds of my book, Big Dog Ranch Rescue, I'm holding it up now, uh, it's available on Amazon, Amazon.com. 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. It takes a lot of funding uh, for Big Dog Ranch to stay in business. They have hundreds of dogs. They have to house, feed, take care, vaccinate. Uh, they have a huge overhead expense. So every time you buy a book, everything, I don't get a nickel. It all goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Go to Amazon.com and buy it. So you got a how-to-do-it book, how to buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer, and you're going to save somebody like Cowboy because he needs a home. And uh, Nancy will give you that information out. The Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Yes, BigDogRanchRescue.org. BigDogRanchRescue.org. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, like Earl was saying about Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, his book, uh, the book's priceless. It can uh, be put up on the shelf and taken down in six months or next year. It's filled with so much information, and it's 1999, and it's not much to pay for a book, especially, as Earl said, 
All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. Uh, so go to Amazon or you can go to Earl's Book and uh, you can make that purchase. And uh, it's for definitely a great cause. Don't forget about Cowboy. Uh, go to <coughs> www.bigdogranchrescue.org and uh, you can read all about him and so many others. And Rick? We got a text message came in oh. and also a message on Facebook uh, asking, had we heard the story about this fellow that bought a Ford Lightning electric pickup? I saw that. Up in Canada and... Uh, he decided to take his family on a vacation. They fully charged up the truck. They had located chargers within range. And when they stopped first one, it charged up just fine. The next charging station, it wouldn't charge. They found another one nearby. <coughs> it wouldn't charge the truck either. They finally reached a point where they could not get the truck charged up. They towed it to a Ford dealership and had to rent a Toyota 4Runner to be able to finish their vacation and go home. And they are quite displeased. Uh, apparently, these charging stations uh, had a couple malfunctions, and suddenly they were left stranded by yeah, their that electric happens vehicle. A lot, Rick. That happens a lot. Okay, uh, we uh, thanks for that, Rick. Um, I saw that text. <clears throat> That's an important issue. Uh, we are going to go to the Mystery Shopping Report, and as I said earlier, that's from uh, Greco Ford of Delray, and uh, Agent Lightning did a, a great job again. I want to thank uh, Agent Lightning and uh, Earl. You can go ahead. Yeah, the reason we dispatch Agent Lightning to uh, Greco was because of the article that uh, Nancy talked about earlier. Uh, Rhode Island and the Attorney General in Rhode Island um, had the, uh, what is the word, uh, the uh, uh, courage to go after a crooked car dealer. I mean, I, I, I can't put it uh, uh, more elegantly than that. Uh, he saw something that was being done, being done wrong by the Greco dealerships in Rhode Island, and uh, they went after this uh, uh, Greco uh, dealership. And I read the article. Uh, the, the Attorney General's name by name is Peter Naronha, N-E-R-O-N-H-A, Naronha. And um, they went after them for unfair deceptive trade practices. As you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, uh, the Greco dealerships that we shop are also guilty of that. And when I realized that this action had been taken by the Attorney General in Rhode Island, I thought that maybe, maybe the owner, the Greco family that owns these Greco dealerships, they're a large group, by the way. They're, they have, a, a, I, I got to believe, a couple dozen dealerships. They have dealerships in Florida, Rhode Island, uh, other, uh, several other states. So they're a large chain privately owned by the Greco family. So I dispatched Agent Lightning to a local uh, Greco dealership to see, hey, maybe that'll help because once you get spanked and you get fined and you get embarrassed, uh, the negative publicity and all that, you would think that the Greco's would say, hey, let's get our act together and be sure that this doesn't happen again. Well, one of the problems is, uh, of course, we have Ashley Moody for Attorney General and uh, she hasn't been very active in going after any car dealers. Uh, well, I won't say that. There was a 
there was a little issue in Fort Lauderdale that she addressed uh, about a year ago. But she's been really delinquent, in my uh, opinion, in going after car dealers to keep them obeying Florida laws. So uh, here's our uh, mystery shopping report of Greco Ford in Delray, Florida. Speaking in the first person is if I were Agent Lightning or unbelievably cool and subtle and clever Mr. Chopper. I arrived at the dealership in the mid-afternoon and stood at the front desk waiting for a few minutes for the customer service lady to say something to me. However, she just sat there looking at me blankly, feeling a bit frustrated. I asked her, do I need to talk to you to get someone to help me buy a new truck? She glanced around and mumbled something about someone being able to assist me, but it was evident that she didn't want to be bothered. Again, if you just tuned in, this is a mystery shop of Greco Ford in Delray, Florida. Deciding to take matters into my own hand, I walked over to the truck I thought I saw online. After examining it for a few minutes, a young salesman named Huntley approached me and took my hand while uh, and shook my hand uh, while introducing himself. I showed him the ad and asked him if this was the truck in the offer. So this is uh, we responded to this ad. I'll hold it up for the camera. Uh, advertised truck. And we responded directly to that advertisement. It's a Ford F-150. And if you're not watching this or streaming it, it said uh, Greco sale price, $42,783. That's a th it says it's a $3,872 savings and $7,900 off MSRP. Now, that's a promise in the written advertisement. So I responded to that. The salesman informed me that it wasn't uh, uh, this vehicle, but the one uh, has some modifications to it, such as larger tire rims. The one I wanted was upstairs in their parking garage if I wanted to see it. So while we were riding up the elevator to the parking garage, he explained that sales specials usually consist of incentives or rebates that may or not be applicable to my situation. Now, that's kind of like a confession. <laughs> You know, uh, you walk into a store to buy something and say, well, uh, there's something I explained to you that the price is not really the price. <laughs> but that's what he said. So he said there are certain uh, uh, discounts that I might not uh, uh, might not work for me. I mean, like, maybe I'm not a veteran. Maybe not, I'm not a college graduate. Maybe I'm not a farmer. Maybe I'm not a member of this credit union. I mean... <laughs> It's ridiculous that they do this, and then it's almost as ridiculous that they confess it, but uh, they did. I acknowledged that this was a hmm and continued up to see the truck. Unfortunately, when we arrived, he realized that the keys were downstairs, so we had to go back down and retrieve them. In the meantime, I decided to explore the truck, a beautiful blue Ford F-150. Window sticker, I think it's the number one selling vehicle in the world, mm -hmm. Ford F-150. The window sticker showed an MSRP of $46,665. Next to that was an addendum sticker. Oh, here we go. The addendum sticker that raised the price to $57,153. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of cabbage, over $10,000. <laughs> so uh, here's how we arrive at the inflated price. MSRP, as I said, was 46655 for the Ford F-150. 
uh, the Greco VIP Advantage. I love that terminology, VIP Advantage. All-weather mats, wheel locks, clear door handle inserts, select protection bundle. And for that bunch of garbage, can we say $4,000? But wait, there's more. Uh, something called Recover, but R-E-C-O-V-R, and that's apparently a locate your vehicle anytime. That's probably a GPS device. For $1,499, you know, you can buy a, what's the Apple uh, uh, Find Me cost? Uh, AirTags for like $99. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get an AirTag, which does exactly what Recover does for $99, or you can pay $1,499 for this Recover. Uh, but wait, there's more. Added markup, $5,000. Wham. <laughs> Just because. Total price, 57000 So we're up over $10,000 more than the MSRP. And the ad, as you will remember, said, gave you that it was off MSRP. When Hyundai returned, I pointed out the marked up price on the window sticker with concern, and he assured me that they would take good care of me. Yeah, they're really going to take, oh, care. They're gonna boy. take really good Yikes. care of you. Take we sat at a desk, and uh, Huntley inquired whether I would be financing uh, or paying in cash. I explained that it depended on re- rebates and rates, and I'd like to see both options if possible. He asked me to fill out an information form and excused himself to consult with the sales managers. He returned with two sheets, one for cash and the other for financing. To my surprise, the finance price was significantly lower than the cash option, but both were much higher than the price online. Now, uh, the motive there, uh, if the finance price was lower, that's because you're gonna nail you big time and the financing would be my guess. Uh, Here's the finance price, adding electronic filing fee, dealer dock fee, et cetera, et cetera. And the cash price, uh, they're adding the uh, Greco Pro Package, they're adding electronic filing, the dealer dock. These are all junk fees, uh, DMV. He couldn't provide a reason for the discrepancy and asked, uh, I mean, what is he going to say? That's because we could lay you away in the finance department and make thousands of dollars, and so we can make more money if you finance the car than if you pay cash, so we don't have to mark it up as much. No, he's not going to say that. Uh, I expressed my concern about the online pricing not matching up and showing him again the advertised price of $42,783. The Federal Trade Commission, it's federal law. In Florida and most states, it's state law that you have to sell the product at the advertised price. Uh, His only suggestion was that for me to go to the financing department, have them run my credit, and obtain the best available discounts based on my zip code. Now, that really got my attention because that is another federal violation. You can't charge a person more interest because of his neighborhood. I mean, this is discrimination in its worst, most stinking form. To say if someone lives in a... uh, quote, unquote, bad neighborhood, so we're going to charge you more interest. That is a serious, serious violation. Salesman confessed right there in the dealership. 
I've been inquiring about the online savings of up to $7,900 off advertised, and Huntley explained that it was only for a specific Platinum Supercrew model, not all of them, and it didn't say that in the end. Feeling uneasy about the situation, I informed him that I wasn't comfortable proceeding and left the dealership. So there we have, uh, we have documentation, wow. copies of all the things that I just read from Agent Lightning's report. And uh, here we have a Greco dealership that's doing the same thing, if not worse, than the one in Rhode Island that was nabbed by the Attorney General of Rhode Island. So Ashley Moody, Attorney General of Florida, what say you? I think you're gonna be pretty quiet about this. The uh, automobile dealers associations, national and state association, the individual automobile dealers are heavy, heavy lobbyists in Florida. And if you want to get elected attorney general for the state of Florida, Ashley, you know you have to play ball with the car dealers. And that's what you're doing. You're playing ball with the car dealers. Again, I congratulate the general, uh, the attorney general of, a, of a Rhode Island for having the nerve to go after car dealers and and for slapping down Greco. And uh, what do I do with Greco? Do I congratulate him on having the nerve to ignore the Rhode Island lawsuit and the, and the half a million dollar plus fine because you know you can get away with it in Florida because of Ashley Moody? Maybe. Okay, there we have the report. We Marla, have to vote on the report, I know that. I have a question for you. This Attorney General in uh, Rhode Island, uh, would you say there's a handful <coughs> of attorney generals? Uh, what? Would, would you say there's a handful of attorney generals yeah, yeah. that, uh, to, well, give us some hope, uh, you know, that they will do what they're supposed to do and there come down on these dealers? I think New York has got a pretty good attorney general, uh, and now we know Rhode Island does. Uh, I'm not sure about, I can't name others, but there are, there are attorney generals in some states, a handful, as you say, that that uh, do the right thing when it comes to protecting their uh, state residents from uh, dis disreputable car well, dealers. There is some hope. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, we would love to hear from you. So vote on this mystery shopping report from uh, Greco Ford of Delray. And you can do that at 772-497-6530. Now we're going to go to Rick. They are coming in. Negan One says, I'm going to add addendum of F. F, F, F. Uh, let's see. Kirk in West by God, Virginia. Greco Ford, yet another deceptive dealer and discriminatory to boot. I'll take it as the advertised price only. Liar, liar, pants on fire, Greco. <laughs> equals a solid F. Mark Smith, deception equals an F from me. Let's see. We'll go with Mark says... You had me at hello, not jello. F, F, F. Uh, see, oh, uh, tell the guy, oh, maybe that was on another one. Um, even Toyota advertises military and college discounts on their website. Yeah, but they don't say you have to have all the discounts just to get a an advertised price. Um, let's see, this one coming in anonymous says, big fat F. Bob says, F for Greco Ford, stay away from them. We are going now to Joseph Kelleher. For all the fees and markups, I say F. 
Mark Anderson says Greco is Stinko. Great F. Tim Gilliland, Greco sounds like the Disneyland of car buying disappointment. <laughs> F minus. Johnny Z. Fraidley, something tells me Greco and Napleton are golf buddies. F. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's, That's beautiful. I, I don't know. Maybe they would be afraid to play with each other. I, I just, Can't uh, make that up. Yeah. Which one's going to keep score? <laughs> <laughs> Donovan says, total F for Greco. Knock it off with the markups already. Brian Sedlatko, one word, unbelievable, F. Baby Boomer, F plus. And for myself, <coughs> it's an F. I, yeah. And we don't get on Fs uh, that uh, loosely. I, I'm going to go with an F, too. I, I rarely give an F because I, I keep talking about grading on the curve, but uh, th this is bad from a, a double perspective. Uh, <coughs> you know that the uh, upper management at Greco Ford knew about the uh, slap, I won't say it's a slap, more like a stab uh, of the Rhode Island Attorney General with the Greco stores in Rhode Island. They had to know about that. I mean, if they did nothing more than read the paper, you know, if they saw it you know, in the news, it was big news. Now they knew that, and yet they did not modify their their operation at all. And the only reason they would do that, because the upper management has a responsibility to protect the dealership, they must not felt, have felt any threat from Ashley Moody, the Attorney General of the state of Florida. And, and she knows that she has the support of the Florida Automobile Dealers Association and all the dealers in Florida and the National Automobile Dealers Association. So you can't get elected attorney general. I guarantee you Ashley Moody will be running for attorney general again and again. I don't know how many times what the term limit is on uh, attorney generals, but I know they go over the, for several. And so uh, they, she will continue to run until she can no longer run, and she will always have the support of the car dealers. Yeah. There's something wrong with this picture. So I... Uh, I appeal to the regulators out there and anyone in authority to, you know, I wonder why I either don't get sued or arrested or why do, why do we just get ignored? I don't know. Because they can't arrest you <laughs> if you haven't done anything wrong, yeah. but they can ignore you. Yeah, that's true. You're exactly that's right. right. Well, okay. attorney... Uh, General, if we have a minute, I can. Ashley I Moody, uh, I'd like to tell you that, uh, you know, maybe you can take some pointers from uh, the Attorney General out there in Rhode Island. Uh, that's uh, Attorney General Peter F. Norano. Before we sign off, can I say one thing here? I want this is something that I thought was highly important because of the high insurance costs. Uh, a, a, a Rivian pickup truck. Uh, was in the fender bender, and uh, they were rear-ended, something that would normally be about an $1,800 repair. And this Rivian, that's an electric vehicle, uh, the cost of the repair was $42,000. And the reason being, it was an electric vehicle, and the uh, technology of the way the electric vehicles are built with the batteries, et cetera. So just a heads up on you folks out there that are buying electric vehicles. I'm a big advocate of electric vehicles. Nancy and I drive a Tesla. But I'm just saying that uh, cost insurance are going way up. 
And one of the reasons they're going up is because of this situation with electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard of this before, but a fender bender, $42,000 repair on a Rivian. Wow. Absolutely outrageous. Uh, folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, my vote for Grego Ford of Delray is definitely an F. Thank you for joining us this morning. We definitely enjoy your company. You make the show. We'll see you right back here next Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Have a great weekend. Thank you.